One, two, three. May the fourth be with you. Dun, 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 dun. I'm done with this podcast. I'm just done. <laughs>
for those who don't know, CPT is colored people time because we are known for not not being very on time. But <laughs> I like to be I like to be places on time because I hate making people wait for me. And I hate when people make me wait for them. So I got there on time. I actually got there a little bit early. But either way, I got there on time. And then I'm like hitting up the dude like, all right, I'm here. What should I wait for you? And he didn't get there until about an hour or so after our meeting time. Because an of, hour? Yeah. Because of, as of apparently some dude, like, because he lives in one of those, he lives in like a typical apartment high rise. And you know, the parking situation there can be really weird because there's not enough spaces with the number of cars. So then a lot of times cars will park in front of other cars. So yeah. apparently some dude was parked in front of his car and he had to wait for that dude to like come out and do like 30 minutes late. And I'm thinking, but you live, cause I wasn't in my, I had to go to the, like the next town city over. So I had to like hop on the train, like to head to Suwon. Mm. And so I'm thinking, well, aren't you already in Suwon? It shouldn't take you that long once the guy moves. But it turns out that the guy who sold me the car or the dealer that I went to, he also lives where I live, like, oh. like in that area. So, oh, so you had to drive here. So yeah, now I can see why you'd be like an hour late after having to wait like 20, 30 minutes for the guy to move his car. But still just waiting there for an hour or so was not fun. But yeah, did that, went to see the car. Um. Yeah, I pretty much liked it pretty much off the bat. Like, very good condition. Surprisingly, it's only, it's like a 2017 car, which is surprisingly pretty new for the mileage on it. Oh, oh, for a second, I was like, 2017? What is he talking about? And I'm like, oh, the, the, the year. year. <laughs> yeah. The year. yeah, so it's a 2017 model. Okay. And it only has... 30,000 kilometers on it, which was probably the most surprising part. So yeah, I got a fairly new car with really low mileage for, I would say, not too bad of a price. And yeah, I'm still getting used to it. I haven't really had a chance to play with it yet. This weekend, I'm planning on visiting a friend. So I get to take it on a nice long drive. So really get to test it out. But I've already noticed, like, I forget. Like, as I'm driving, I'm like, I forgot how it feels to actually be able to, like, accelerate. Because <laughs> when you have when you have a compact car, like, little 1,000cc engine car, you don't, you, there's no vroom, vroom. There's just a, mm, you eventually get there kind of thing. But with this car, it's not even, like, that much of a bigger engine. But, like, with this car, I can actually, if I'm trying to pass someone, I can pass them. And I, that's a very nice feeling. So I'm looking forward to getting it on the highway and really playing around with it. But yeah, that was well, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. Um, I I'm not sure that I would recommend you always coming to me for suggestions. And oh, definitely not. Only when it's things <laughs> that I want to buy, but I'm trying to convince myself not to. Then I'll go to you with the expectation you'll convince me oh, to get it. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel a lot of pressure to 
uh, at least in the future, to advise you more appropriately. <laughs> no, you need to be the devil on my shoulders at all times. Hey, now if you label me as a devil, that definitely doesn't make me want to say those encourage you to do those kind of things. I <laughs> I feel like I was more of a moral support in saying, hey, you only live life once, so why not? Why not make yourself happy? <laughs> Pretty sure we call people like that enablers. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's always a good way and a bad way of saying things. Just like a lot of people always say, "Oh, you're so pessimistic," but I, I'm like, I'm not. I'm just a very realistic person. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm optimistically pessimistic. Yeah, I'm positively sure that I'm gonna die. So why not be happy about it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know where That's that was going. <laughs> Um, I am also a very morbid person, apparently. What's a nicer way of saying morbid, though? Um, optimistic about the afterlife. <laughs> you know? it, I mean, honestly, I am actually really intrigued about the afterlife, which brings me to the question, do you feel like there is reincarnation? <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I don't, mm. I don't know. I... Personally, I don't think so, but like, I mean, how can one know? I've never had any dreams of a past life or anything, so I don't know. Based on all the anime and manga I read and watch, <laughs> I would assume so. Kind of. I mean, that's the thing. So I also not one hundred percent sure because I mean, it, I, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities in the world, but. Because I've grown in a background where the afterlife conversation is always kind of hinted in like dramas or movies or part of our culture, mm. it's very interesting to kind of um, think about it, even if I don't fully believe in it. Yeah. So like like you said, in animes, they kind of talk about it a lot because it is part of that, you know, I guess, included in that culture. So a lot of those stories always say oh you know when you die then you have to there's like a i guess like a period of time where you're adjusting to you don't realize you're dead so you're kind of like wandering the earth still hmm. assuming that you're still alive and then once you kind of realize or your time is up and you have to go into the i guess the afterworld afterworld I don't I mean, know, I can't remember. Have you seen that movie, Soul? Soul? Yeah, the new Disney movie. No, I haven't. Is it good? It's not bad. It was, very inter- it was a very interesting movie. And it was very interesting how they played with the concept of like mm. life and whatnot. It looked very... I don't know. I think I saw the teaser and I wasn't sure whether I would enjoy it. It seemed kind of... Not... I think like there was like, I think I've seen Coco. Mm. So for me, Coco had a very strong impression and it felt similar to Coco. Mm. And so I wasn't really completely sure whether I would watch it. And also I think it was in the cinemas, but I didn't have time to, Mm. I mean, it was COVID, so I didn't go watch it. Um, But I mean, there's a lot of movies and dramas that talk about the afterlife these days. And I think I really enjoyed the ones where they say, oh, you know, you 
some people don't know and then they're like they obviously have to they when they realize they have to cross this bridge well at least in um chinese stories there's always like they're crossing this bridge but before they cross the bridge they have to drink this like soup or tea uh, from this old lady and you drink it and then as you walk the bridge you basically all your past memories or the memories of your current life disappear mm. and in some stories uh especially ones like typical ones where it's about lovers who want to remember each other in the next life yeah. you you have scenes where they're like fighting against drinking the soup yeah. and, or the tea um and the, the some people say oh that depending on the amount that you drink is how all of the i guess the will of the or the power of love the mm. uh, <laughs> that kind of cheesy stuff um when you go into the next life that's how much you remember which if it is true, then I guess for people like us who don't remember or have never had dreams of our past life, it must mean that, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, maybe I dropped, I drank too much soup. <laughs> maybe I drank too much soup. Pure one shot straight to the dome. Yeah, I just, I was just like, whatever, <laughs> screw this, I'll just drink it. And I just don't have any memories. Because I mean, there are stories of people remembering that kind of stuff. And I think it's fascinating. I mean, obviously there could be trolls and people just making up like shit, but imagine if there are people who do see their past self, then it kind of hints at that possibility that, you know, reincarnation is a thing. And it also makes me wonder, okay, if we do, if there isn't reincarnation, what actually does happen? And it, I guess in some ways it's kind of sad to think, oh, once we, die it's the end and nothing happens mm -hmm. and I, I i don't know it's like a little hope to think oh if you do die you still get a period of time of adjustment where you can kind of slowly let go of this moment in your time on earth and like to say goodbye to like loved ones or places that you want to go and then once you are have that realization, then you can kind of, you know, let mm. go go forth to a different universe or whatever. Which is why, if you, I don't know whether you've seen Hotel de Luna, but that was a really good portrayal of like afterlife, mm. um, and that was actually a really good storyline too. And I cried so much with every single character that came to that realization where oh, okay my time is up I have let go of all the um some obviously have uh regrets or some have vengeance and want yeah. to like you know fight fight against the people that cause their death and yeah. all the stuff like that um so yeah that was a really good drama that talks about afterlife there's quite a few there's, what was that movie, Along with the Gods? Did you ever watch uh, that one? Guahamke. Mm. Uh -huh. yeah. I've heard about it. God, there's so many of them now, aren't there? There's like three or four of them, but I've never watched any of them. I think there's only two. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny. So I, hmm? It's kind of funny, that concept of reincarnation. Because wouldn't that dictate that there's only like a finite number of souls in the universe? Because everyone just ends up getting 
reincarnated. That is true. But then yet our population is ever so like increasing. So yeah. how does that work? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Crazy, ain't it? Yeah. The, like if you think logically, the math doesn't work. <laughs> Unless like with the increase of people, the increase in a number of souls, but then it just seems like an odd concept when you talk oh, it in with science. But if if I think back to like another Hong Kong drama, Journey to the West, then they also say that humans can be punished and turned into animals. And animals can also end up being humans. So if you think about it in the terms that some animals who have become extinct have turned into human beings as their, I guess, their reward for being sacrificed, then it would make sense because then the amount of animal extinction due to human, I don't know, us, you know, producing and manufacturing things and like cutting off resources the amount of animals that have died like in order to repay them then they turn into humans then that would make sense right because then it's like okay then that <laughs> i love how you're shaking your head i mean this it, it's all just things that i imagine in my head like it could be possible even though i know it probably isn't but it's kind of kind of cool to imagine that that is how it works sometimes mm. yeah i mean hey that's theology where right? there's a ridiculous number of theories and beliefs and all that kind of stuff who knows which one's right which one's wrong but hey it's all good and that also reminds me of when i was uh younger i used to always ask my friends especially when i was like trying to I mean, English was never like my first language, despite being born in England. But I would always ask friends, like, why? Like, why is a chair a chair and a table a table? Like, why? What if the person who named these things named it the opposite? Can you imagine that? Then we'd be like, oh, we're sitting on a, we're sitting on a table and we're what, like writing on a chair. Like, there is... I mean, there's probably some kind of linguistics to it, but imagine if the person who created those vocabularies literally switched it around. Can you imagine how crazy our world is? Like our, everything that we believe was normal or what should be was literally just dictated by one person who was like, oh, I think that is a table. Yeah, <laughs> but really he could have, he or she could have said anything and we would be saying, or describing that thing or object as something else, mm -hmm. you know? And the crazy thing is it would be totally normal because we wouldn't notice that it's a different Yeah, world. right? Yeah. So that's why I'm always like, oh, what if? What if we, like, labeled everything, like, completely different? But then I think there was, oh, what's it? When I was younger, I read this book. I think the author was Paul Jennings. I don't know whether you've ever heard of. He wrote a lot of weird children's book with like very big like plot twist mm. and one of the stories i remember was called yes no and in the story it was about this boy who stumbles upon uh, a house with a girl in it and the girl was father was a scientist but he uh felt something strange about the girl 
like she understood him but the way she spoke was always the opposite and it was really like really bizarre when you say and, opposite, should you mean like she's talking backwards or she's saying the opposite of what she wants to say? Yeah. So she would say, instead of saying yes, she would say no. Oh, okay. And like other stuff. I can't remember precisely mm. what she, other stuff was changed. Um, and then I think the boy one day playing with his friends broke a window in that house. And then the scientist, the fa father of the girl made him like do chores or something to like, repay him for the broken window mm -hmm. and that's when he got to interact with the girl and he felt oh this is really strange and realized that um the scientist's father was doing an experiment on his own daughter by teaching her opposite words and i can't remember what happened in the middle but in the end basically a fire broke out in the house and the boy manages to save the girl and then the firefighters come and ask her, is there anyone else in the house? And she goes, no, meaning yes. Mm. And her father was inside. Oh. So it was like a, such a weird, like as a kid reading that story, I was like, oh my gosh, like, like the scientists basically end up training something that killed him because if he hadn't taught his daughter to speak in opposites then he would be alive mm -hmm. but and then obviously she still cared about her father enough to say yes but she didn't know better and just said no mm -hmm. and i was like oh my gosh this story so a lot of his paul jennings's stories are always like really weird like that and i'm like ah oh. which brings me back to this whole idea of imagine if we labeled things like differently like how our speech would be I mean, I guess it, it's the same with languages. Hmm. I don't think so. Much. You're not going to notice a change, so it wouldn't really be all that weird. Right. Yeah. Which, that brings me to a conversation I had with my colleagues today. We were talking about the, you know how Koreans, we do rock, paper, scissors. How hmm. do Koreans say say it? Kawi Bayebo. Oh, the order, right? So oh, it's Kawi yeah. is scissors. Hmm. Bawi is rock paper wait rock rock <laughs> and then paper rock, so paper. so scissors paper rock, rock. okay but then i say i say rock paper scissors mm. do you, how, how do you say it no rock paper scissors okay but then some one other friend says rock no paper wait what does she say paper rock scissors oh paper rock scissors okay and then and then i was thinking wait in Chinese, we say bao jin da. So bao is like paper, jin is scissors, and da is like rock. Mm. And then I'm like, how strange is like, it's the same concept, yet we also change the, the words on the ordering just because of how it sounds. Mm. And that's also like really fascinating. It is a bit fascinating how we, how, regardless of the culture, everyone has the same rock, paper, scissors game. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it's like a, it's like a universal thing that we all understand. And, but like who decided on the order of it too? Like every culture has a different order yeah. or a different way of saying it. And so 
<sighs> Language is fascinating. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe but there's your future right there. You <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think I'll just go crazy. <laughs> I think I just overanalyze everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, why is a cup a cup? I don't know. Why? Ah. And then it just end up being like a philosophical thing than a linguistic thing. Hmm. Have you ever... Oh, you've seen... You must have seen Inception, right? Yeah. Uh, more than <laughs> it would be... Oh, I've seen it so many times. What did you think about that movie? I mean, I kind of just saw it like as a regular movie. I didn't really give it much thought, honestly. Um, the end scene, that whole ending scene with the spinning top kind of kind of like, huh, that threw me off. What did you think? Mm, oh, like whether he, was still, whether he was still in the dream world or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. Man, it's been so many years. I'm, I think back then I thought that he was still in the dream world because you never see it stop. So oh. just kind of assume he was. Yeah. See, I didn't even think of it that way because mm. I was just, oh, oh my gosh. Like at that moment when I watched him go to his kids, I realized, oh, like I was just happy for him. Mm. And then when I read theories like that or when I met friends who said, oh, but I thought he was still dreaming. I'm like, what? That is true. It could be possible. Yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan did it on purpose. He purposely left it open. Left it open ending. Let mm. you. Think. But I think I remember reading, um, like some people saying what the director was talking about, and said that actually in that moment when Leonardo DiCaprio like just goes, he doesn't even look to check whether yeah. the top is like stopped or like continued yeah in that moment he it no longer mattered to him he just felt like okay i'm with my yeah. children now so he was content which i thought okay so it doesn't really matter whether he it was a dream or whether it was real because as long as he was happy which i guess is the better better ending than you know but then it's like <sighs> are you gonna be satisfied being happy with a lot because kind of, he, he, he kind of did the same thing with um with the Batman trilogy. Because at the end of it, where we all thought that Batman had died at the end, carrying the nuclear bomb outside of Gotham. Crazy. Like when Alfred <laughs> sees where he thinks he's, where you see Alfred and he sees Bruce alive with Selena Kyle. But people are like, oh, did he really see Bruce? Or did he just like imagine him seeing Bruce? So you don't know if he's actually dead or not. Mm. Another open end. He likes doing those. <laughs> oh, yeah. have you seen that movie Tenet? No, I don't think Watch so. that. That'll confuse the life out of you. Oh. <laughs> I still have... Goodie. Another one. I still have so many things to watch. You, you know, uh, last time we said we should start watching like each other's uh drama recommendation and then maybe like use it as like a podcast idea (laughs) i clicked on episode one i think i got distracted by something halfway through i continued and i'm like oh my gosh i probably should tell him i i I realized i probably should tell you when i am like halfway so then you can start the one that i recommended Mm. because 
if you if you just assume that I've started, it's probably a really bad idea because <laughs> I I am nowhere. I'm yeah, like still. I figured you were gonna tell me when you started watching it anyway, because my the one I gave you is longer than the one you gave me, so like it'll be easier for me. I can binge. I can binge what you gave me in like a couple of days. So. Mm. So I'm gonna. I'm probably going to tell you when I've watched that show, or like when when I'm like hit like midway. Yeah. Then I'm gonna be like, okay, I've done it.、Right. Uh, by the way, guys, if you guys are confused with what we're talking about, it's basically we have an idea for a future podcast thing. So this is a little. <laughs> it's not even a teaser because we're not. We didn't reveal anything, but、uh, look forward to some interesting content that. Well, it could be interesting. It could be really boring, but we're gonna do it anyway. Don't tell them that. <laughs> gonna be good stuff, guys. You're gonna hear some really good reviews about a. The most I'll give you is one's a Korean drama, the other one's a Japanese drama. So you get to hear, get to hear our opinions about each each one. Yes. Um. So far, the the thirty minutes that I've seen, <laughs> it's good. I'm so it, sorry. It, it gets better once you really like once the story actually starts. Hmm. Because I figured it hasn't yet. Because、yeah. he he hasn't gone back in time yet, right? No.、Oops. But I realized because I read the I read the synopsis. You know, synopsis, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm not. I haven't even touched the. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't because I I clearly thirty minutes and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Please make sure you're distraction free next time you you sit down and watch. It's because I'm still trying to finish、uh, Vincenzo because it's the finale this weekend,、oh, and I'm dedicating a lot of.、Uh, this is why I don't watch dramas whilst it airs because I just get too obsessed with、mm. the everything that's coming out. Because obviously, they air the. Drama. Then they have the behind the scenes, and then they have other like stuff where they might appear on variety shows.、Mm. And when I like a drama, I get too invested, and I have to like search up everything. So I just spend too much time with, like seeing what other people or what the cast are doing, or if there's any、mm. like teasers. And I'm I'm one. For, I'm a person who doesn't mind spoilers, so I will actually actively go out to look. I'm like, oh, okay, there's a new okay, photo of a. <laughs> Some people hate it, and I I get it because they don't want to be sus- like the keep the suspense. But I'm like, nah, give it to me. I want to know. I want to make my own theories.、Um, yeah, I fluctuate yeah. between the two quite a bit, like knowing what's going to happen ahead of time because I just want to know, and then not having it spoiled for me. So it's kind of annoying. But speaking、yeah. of shows, I just find I finally finished season four of The Crown, so I'm completely caught up on it. And, huh, my overall reaction to it, man, the monarchy is just terrible. <laughs> this is like the first show that this first show. I think it's the first show I've watched that's made every single character unlikable.、Mm. Like、I. Do not like any of the characters. Like they're entertaining to watch, but as characters, I dislike them. Like Prince Charles, <laughs> asshole. Just, just plain and simple. Prince Charles is an asshole. The way he、oh, did、God. Diana like that, I'm just like asshole. 
I don't know if that's what happened in real life. Maybe a little bit of it. Maybe none of it. Maybe all of it. But in that show, he's an asshole. And it's just <laughs> the, the entire family, the entire Windsor family, assholes. And it but just, what about Princess Diana then? I'm, I don't know what to think of her. Mm. Like, she seems like that, that free spirit type who has, who, who wasn't at fault for all this, all this stuff that's gone down. But I don't know, because I also feel like, oh, no, she's going to do something too. Or she's going to be partly responsible some way, somehow in this one too. But we'll see what happens in season five. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah definitely gonna watch season five just see how this thing ends up. But uh, yeah, and Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> like I, uh, wow, because they had they had that apartheid apartheid episode of, with South Africa and stuff, and just huh. So she was like, she was like Donald Trump before Donald Trump in a sense. Like mm. okay. Okay, so she was cool with letting apartheid rock. That's that's good to know. Good to know. My, because I honestly don't know what Margaret Thatcher was famous for. Except was she just famous for being the first female prime minister, or did she like do? Stuff? I think she did a load of other stuff, but I I'm not confident enough mm. to tell you what those are. <laughs> I think she was like considered one of the longest tenured prime ministers, which made me wonder: Do prime ministers not have term limits? in the uk they i think they do but they just you can keep voting i don't actually know because huh. it reminds me of when the time when i'm pretty sure tony blair running for like the labor party was just there for the longest time it wasn't winston churchill like there for the longest time as well yeah see i don't see i i as i say i don't follow politics i i every time an election comes I'm just like, okay, it's happening. It's, it's happening politics, again. It's, it's your his, it's your UK history I'm asking you about. I know. I'm really bad at history. History was my least favorite subject, unless it was ancient history. As I said, I love the uh, Egyptians and actually probably just the Egyptians. <laughs> oh, and then Greek mythology, but that's not to do with history. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of that's a lot to do with history. But yeah, as you can see, there is nothing to do with just, you know, people taking over another person's country and like fighting a war and you know, all that kind of stuff. Not, not interested. Um yeah. There's a lot of interesting things involved in there. A lot of interesting stories. But yeah, I like history. I'm a fan of history. But, <laughs> but yeah, after watching The Crown, it made me more intrigued about like British history, but then I just nah, I'm gonna pass on that. I mean, it was pretty mucked up. I remember when I learned the Tudors, which for some reason left a very memorable impression, just because he had like like Henry the Eighth had like six wives, and you're just like, what the? And then the whole uh, like how he beheaded his wife, and then like divorced mm -hmm. his other wives, and then. The one that he loved died and then he just carried on he just kept going yep. uh and you know he had children with uh, three of them and then you're like okay but then there's like a whole load of other stuff going on so 
I mean, yeah, I think British history is pretty, I don't think it was pleasant. There was probably a lot of, lot of shit going on. Mm. <laughs> um, but I feel like from watching you, because you're watching that drama, you probably know more about the, the monarchy than I do. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, it's really bad, actually. I probably should just watch the show just to be educated. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I, I feel like yes, you, you should watch it just so you can tell me how much of it was like factual or not, or like how much of it seemed embellished. Because I know nothing about British history, so it's really hard to tell what was what's like. Oh, it really happened like that. Or, oh, I guess it's good for a TV kind of, like, situation. But I don't think I could even tell you that. Because, on, honestly, when I was growing up, I would come, I would obviously go to school, and then I'd come back home, and then I'd be watching, like, Chinese shows on mm. the TV. So, that's why I think the, the only issue of living in a household where you or like living or and growing up with like two different types of cultural backgrounds is I, you can't, I don't think you can like perfectly have or understand both hmm. like fully sometimes, like you either one or the other, like obviously yeah. I have some friends who are very like, okay, I, they're very British and then have some friends who are, oh, very um, Chinese, but I don't think there is, like a full at least i mean i don't know though the, or maybe i'm just really like weird that too <laughs> and i just yeah that too um so because yeah i don't feel like i ever got the full scope of it mm. either way i would always be kind of in between mm. i would hear stuff and i'm like okay yeah 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 or my parents would tell me stuff about Hong Kong and I'm like okay yeah I get it but I don't feel like I was fully involved mm. which which kind of uh, prevents me sometimes from talking very deep about certain subjects you know especially politics or mm. history because I don't fully kind of relate because mm. my background is so mixed together got it got um, it mm. yeah so that's why I'm always like careful, like, don't ask me, I don't know. And people are like, how do you not know you're British? I'm like, yeah, yeah but I'm also like half Chinese, well, not half, I'm Chinese, but yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I mean, like, I'm not even half, but it, you know what I mean? Like, my, my cultural background is like split between two. Mm. Um, so it's really hard. And actually, it used to, like give me a lot of like identity issues because I'm like, I'm not one or the other, then what am I? And then I felt really sad because it felt like I didn't belong anywhere. Because mm. I would go to Hong Kong and tell people, hey, you know, I'm one of you guys because that's what everyone in the UK sees me as. Mm. And then my relatives be like, oh, but you're a guaimui, which is a, a way of saying, oh, you're like a kind of like a, for, like a Chinese person raised in a western country like and I'm a like, yeah yeah like a gyopo and then i'm like no okay so i'm not one of you and then i'm like oh gosh then 
who, <laughs> where do I belong? So um, it's almost like you're a biracial child then. Because <laughs> oh. I feel like it's the, it's, it's the same experience. You're like, yeah, I'm sure there's know. a lot more complications for biracial Definitely. children too. Mm. But there is that similar aspect to it yeah. too. Because mm. there is that struggle where you just, I don't know. Because you you feel like you're part of this one thing mm. and people tell you you're not. So then you you just assume, okay, then I must be, I must belong to this other. But then you, you also find out that you aren't. Mm. And then that's when you kind of feel a bit lost. Mm. Like you don't fit into that side completely. You don't fit into the other side completely. Mm. So then you're forced to sit on the fence and that's just uncomfortable. Yes. But you know what? I've come to terms with that now. And I realized, actually, I get to see the best of both worlds from up mm. here. I just... I mean, I think when I first sat on that fence, I didn't realize I could bring a cushion to sit on the fence. And now that I have a cushion, it's actually really comfortable up here. I mean, no one likes a fence up there, but but now that I have a cushion, I'm all good. Man, that metaphor <laughs> ended up becoming very visual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a visual person, so mm. there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and on that really weird metaphoric note, <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about fences and butts, but um, <laughs> that's the end of our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, please join us in another episode next time. Uh, whilst you're waiting, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to us on all the uh, listening platforms, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace.